Have you been looking for a Taekwondo podcast with qualified people who know what they're talking about, who help you keep up with everything going on in the Taekwondo world? Well, you found it. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. Taekwondo news, competitions and other events, training and sports science, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Let's do this. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. And now your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. Hello and welcome to the Taekwondo Podcast. We are a podcast based out of Austria, in English language, for everyone out there who likes Taekwondo. In this episode, we talk about the Grand Prix Rome, the new Taekwondo fighting styles. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Coach Cesar Valentino, with me is Coach Peter Nessler. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Exciting times now. Well, the new rules are out. There is the only rules. And we've had some events. We saw the Grand Prix Rome and the multi-games at the same time with the new rules. Two different sets of players, of course, different age groups, different referees. And uh, this last weekend we had Luxembourg. We had also smaller tournaments, so you get a chance of having a... Uh, at least an overview of different applications of the new rules and it was at least i can say it was interesting what is your opinion on what you've seen the little you've seen from the competitions it's very interesting how the players the coaches and the referees are dealing with the new rules uh, for sure it is that in the in the big championships like comprio also multi-games where the more experienced coaches players and referees are they are further ahead uh, with applying the rules also in the fighting tactics uh, but also you could see that in some smaller tournaments who uh, applied the new rules that it brought some advantage to the tournament it's now in some cases or in most of the cases uh, more interesting we lost some silly kicks uh, we gained again uh, some classic taekwondo kicks which was obviously the intention by changing the rules in some cases so uh in my opinion now for the first uh, few months it brought some advantages advantages what is your opinion caesar well i, I do think the the first round is definitely much more active that's what we expected when we've seen already the pan american games when we saw the application of the rules in the club that the players fight from the first round already with a, a different approach different dynamics in many of the cases even in the grand prix the, after two rounds the events were over the as we discussed before it's not faster because with all the possibilities of asking for video replays to the head kicks there were a lot of video replays that delayed the match but definitely the most matches are solved in two match in two rounds they don't even go to the third round when it comes to the fighting styles yes um you don't see so much like fencing but at the same time two kicks in the even if they score being the maximum allowed is too little they've or even uh, talking in the in the grand prix at least the commentators mentioned that and some of the coaches there they mentioned that they're considering changing it to three kicks maximum and it makes sense two kicks in the air or three kicks in the air they don't score yes but uh, if i'm giving one kick 
correcting it and then doing a second third kick that score that's beautiful that's artistic that's acrobatic that's fighting and it should not be forbidden like in boxing you are only allowed to do one jab and one cross and you have to stop that would be a little silly and the same with taekwondo if uh, the same leg um, can kick you three times and scores it should be allowed the equipment is still the biggest uh, problem if there were no such things as equipment failures and so many head scores that didn't score the, um, the matches would be much more interesting those are the things that yes it is something that good that the uh, new rules brought and but there's also a lot of bad things and the, when I listen to myself thinking about this and talking about this. Uh, go back and have flashbacks of all the big discussions I have on social media with all the old school coaches saying, oh, old style was better. And now, <laughs> and I don't want to fall into that category. I don't say that the old style is better. I'm definitely not going to say the old players were better. The players today are better and better every day, better than the day before because they train better. They are, um, better coaches, better trainers make better players. So obviously we get uh, very good players and we have rules that make the matches a little bit dirty. And that is the problem with the new rules. Even though in old rules, new rules, grabbing was never allowed. It's still a lot of grabbing. There's still a lot of um, dirty playing that the referees are not able to, de to decide. The grabbing part in the clinch is definitely, definitely something controversial. We got clinching where the player that was grabbing was not the player that was sanctioned with the with the penalty and that's because the referees don't understand that grabbing is not only with the hands i can be choking my upper arm and pressing it, your arm against the, my body and basically i'm grabbing you or holding you there and the referees don't see that they see the, they see you trying to get away moving your hands and then you are the one who get the camion so i think that is one of the worst parts and of course the clinching but as you said the some of the Skill, the skills are back. Uh, I would say Anshagi is back. The, most of the kicks you've seen these days were Anshagi. What was your opinion? Yeah, yeah definitely. And it was nice to see. Um, uh, also, had the impression that we had some double paltongs back, which was uh, well, maybe they're doing it for the old style uh, guys you just mentioned. <laughs> no, um, you're correct. I mean, um, the, the playing dirty thing uh, could be integrated into a widened approach of uh, IVR, like you have it in soccer, where the IVR automatically uh, uh starts to examine or parallel examining what happens on, 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 on the mat. So that they are actively getting into the match if there was something really harming. But uh, the video review jury, when it was most of the times for uh, against the decision of the referee of giving a counter for holding, they always went into the favor of the referee. Actually, most of the review jurors were in favor of the referee, and some of them were clearly not. I saw, for example, in multi-games, players that were clearly stepping outside and yet the referees were uh, not awarding the Kamjon even the video replay was asked. I saw a lot of pushing without kicking that got uh, Kamjon for the one that was inside pushing, uh, sorry, the one stepping outside and the other way around pushing and kicking and the Kamjon was for the guy who was actually pushing and the video review jury even though we at home would see the same image as they did with the same quality not in, not in every tournament the review jury was very clear 
Of course. Grand Prix is always the same as Olympics. You get the best referees, you get the best camera systems, you have three cameras with high definition, good computers, and you have a technical assistant that will be there helping you. You don't get that at multi games, you don't get that at Luxembourg, you don't get that in other tournaments. And of course the 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 quality of the video review jury is not gonna be the same for technical reasons. And obviously uh human factor is also in play. The clinching, in my, in my opinion, is the biggest problem. Because even though you want to reduce the clinching and said that you after you have to kick when you clinch and you can, after one second or three seconds, you get the fight command and then you have to split up the clinch, it was not what happened. In the Grand Prix, you saw them pushing and grabbing and pushing and pushing without kicking. And it was awful. It was unfair. It was not beautiful to see. And when you see it players, and I, I'm going to say something against one of my favorite players, I've been for the last decade, a huge fan of Jay Jones. She's an amazing player. She's, everyone knows this. She's my favorite female fighter in my favorite female weight division, the 57s. And then you get to see her against a very nice and skilled player like Anastasia Zolotic. Such an ugly semifinals or a quarterfinals, such a, a ugly match where the pushing and the grabbing and the dirty playing was not allowing the players to kick. And then you see in the heavyweights or even the minus 80 division, some of the players that even won the Grand Prix, just standing around, just grabbing, waiting for you to attack, not even stepping, not moving. It was totally static and it was not beautiful. It was not the games we wanted to see. And then you have, of course, the uh, Recep uh, Hakan, very good player, but pushing you with the head and it's it's so ugly it's just not the taekwondo we like to watch and that's the 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 part of the techniques that the players adapt to the new rules good on them the rules are there the referees are there and you manage to use those in your advantage some things were uh, quite strange i think for example for a person that is not an expert in the rules someone that does not record or listen to this podcast every week you will not understand why board decisions were made. You had many matches that in the end of the round, the, the points were tied. You went to the superiority criteria. Superiority criteria is, of course, the spinning uh, kicks, the number of points uh, performed with the spinning kicks. And then, and then the second one with who scored the highest point techniques. And it was so hard that even the commentators were sometimes unable to explain to the audience in real time or in at least fast enough for the audience to, to listen. And if you have to explain every single round why was the superiority decision like that, I think the normal audience will not uh, be very uh, understanding of the situation. You had in the Grand Prix the video review juries talking on the microphone and saying out loud what kind of video replay was uh, being analyzed. But if you go to a live event, you will not have someone explaining you live why was the superiority decision like that. And can you imagine now in Paris, you're sitting in a hall, you have the players, there's 4-4 in the end of the first round, and blue wins or red wins and it's your first or second time looking to Taekwondo and you're like, uh, why? <laughs> and that's something that the new rules, um, in, from a sports, sportsman's perspective is really good. They're really clear for us, but they're so confusing for the normal, um, not expert in Taekwondo. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we also had, uh, I was at Patislao Open last weekend and we also had a match which, which was, uh, both players were the same. Uh, female 53, uh, was really, really the same. So first, uh, Jong won first round, uh, Hong won second round, very close. Third round was a tie. Everything was the same. So they had to go for superiority. And 
it is difficult, but in, in some cases you have to decide. It was a final. So, um, yes, difficult, but you have, you have to decide something. Maybe, um, maybe in, in that case you could have uh, the golden point. I don't know. Well, in, in the end of each round, you do have uh, a superiority. Should we go on the end of each round with the golden point? Should we reduce the number of rounds? Then it's not best of three. A lot of things can be changed. I think that uh, we should probably brainstorm about this. Let's take a little break and then come back on that. Yeah. This podcast is supported by Hawken Dynamics. Hawken Dynamics believes that technology is most useful when it stays out of your way. That's why Hawken developed the world's first wireless force plate system with extreme usability. It is the quickest, easiest to use and most robust solution on the market. It is trusted by all sports organizations, large and small, as well as tactical, military and rehabilitation environments around the globe. It's force testing in the palm of your hand. Here at Vintekondo Center, we use Hawken Dynamics to test and monitor our team. The cloud-based platform allows us to access data and publish a variety of reports on the go. My favorites are trend reports and, of course, weight reports, where I can monitor different metrics to view progress and identify performance indicators, or to compare weights to a baseline data range. I use it on a daily basis to identify readiness. A simple jumping test takes me less than a minute to assess the entire team. Having my own Hawken Dynamics force plates allows me to test reactive strengths, maximum strengths, rate of force development, asymmetry and so much more. The real-time feedback on the app is useful not only for testing, but as a training tool, making it more accurate and at the same time more engaging for the athletes. If you are interested in learning more about Hawken Dynamics or getting your own, the team can be reached at info at hawkendynamics.com or on Instagram or Twitter at hawkendynamics. This podcast is sponsored by First Beat Sports. First Beat Sports combines the most comprehensive analytics in team sports with a customizable interface to support real-time monitoring, recovery monitoring, performance management, and much more. The result? Data-driven decisions that support your athletes and team training, recovery, and performance goals. First Beat Sports is trusted by professionals. Over 23,000 athletes representing over 1,000 teams around the world rely on the solution to train and plan with confidence on a team and individual level using HRV-based insights. For more information, please visit our website, firstbeat.com sports. When talking about Taekwondo training, we need to talk about Athlete Analyzer. Athlete Analyzer is the first Taekwondo-specific athlete monitoring system. It is used by both national teams, regional squads and small clubs to maximize performance, prevent injuries and communicate with both athletes and trainer teams. Athlete Analyzer is a cloud-based system with a friendly smartphone app. You can plan and monitor every aspect of your training even when you are not in the gym with your team. The easy-to-use video analysis tool is not like anything you've seen. It helps you understand your athletes and even their opponents, making this app the only tool you need to manage your team. Before I used Athlete Analyzer, I spent an absurd amount of time in front of the computer, creating spreadsheets and using half a dozen software solutions. I have athletes in my center, but also abroad, and with Athlete Analyzer, it's much easier to communicate, plan, and monitor their development. Now that I have extra time, I can focus on what matters, training my athletes, and it still leaves me some room to do other stuff, like this Taekwondo podcast. Athlete Analyzer offers you a two weeks free trial. Visit them at athleteanalyzer.com to sign up or click on the link in the episode's description. To get the most of your free trial, I recommend you first book a free personal demonstration with Nicholas. It will give you a great insight of what Athlete Analyzer has to offer you 
and your team. It is well worth the time. You're listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Now back to your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. So welcome back. Um, we were talking about the Grand Prix and all the new rules and how they apply. Again, like we were saying in the first part, I think the referees are the, the big decision makers this time. And the new rules, even if it's for countries that are allowed, and even though the system, by the way, like the little system tells you that maximum countries are four, if you put them as maximum allowed four, it will stop the match at three for countries. So if you have a little system with the old version, just uh, make the maximum countries allowed five. If you want to have four allowed and the fifth one disqualified, I hope they notice that the English language or the bug in the system, um, I think it's more a translation problem. But, um, the referees have all the power to decide the match. And if the video review jury is always taking the side of we against them in the decision making, I think the referees will have too much power. What do you think about that? Uh, I talked to some coaches, uh, some of the championships last time, and uh, everyone is saying the center in the moment has too much of a power. And the second thing you already mentioned is the video jury in the, in the big championships most of the time goes with the center to, to save, to secure their whatever. So that's not a good development. Um, on the other end, we have some not very experienced referees. I mean, not experienced in um, refereeing fights, but in Taekwondo. For example, if you have some, someone is falling down, there is a, there is a, some reason. One of the reasons might be that he was thrown. He was a little bit pushed illegally. And the referee, as he does not know what, what the body can do with the hips, with the shoulder, with whatever, didn't see that. So there is a lot of, uh, power in the center. But how should we, how should we spread that? How should we put it somewhere else? I've been pushing for for a professionalization of the referees for a long time. I've said this three, four times in this podcast. The coaches and the athletes are professional and the referees are the amateurs that have to pay their own uniforms and their own flights uh, when they go to competitions. And most of them, to be fair, they don't train. They don't teach. They don't have any contact with the competition teams outside of the events. So during the week, they don't follow the training. They don't follow the professional athletes. And then they go to the court and they don't understand. Like if a collision of two players and when both falling down, it's not a country, it's just a, a, um, a normal break in the in the match. But sometimes I'm falling down and I'm grabbing you to fall with me so I don't get the camjon. And that should be seen. It is seen by the good referees, but most of the times it's overseen. That and many of the other situations that, uh, especially on the clinch, the grabbing and am I grabbing you from the back, the referees will see that. But if I'm grabbing you on the blind side of the referee or if I'm grabbing you in the front or if I'm just holding your arms with my upper arm, the referees will not see it. And that... Um, when we have referees that don't understand that and the review jury that will not look into that and sometimes even worse they will look at the wrong action or the long mo wrong moment of the of the fight they will uh, create some confusion and some unfair results i've seen events like luxembourg open last weekend and the corner referees the corner judges said okay there was a, a point i didn't press the button please award a point to blue the they stopped the technical assistant 
gave one point in the system and then they discussed it for five more minutes and then they gave a second point because they assumed that the first point was already there before things like that they like giving points away because of pure an observation of what is happening or lack of experience and you get that when you have too many tournaments at the same time too many referees that are invited because you need referees and you don't invite the best you invite the ones that are available or the ones that are your friends or the ones that are friends of the friends and it's uh, i understand there should be uh, a career and the referees train hard they do their best every single referee is there to help i don't know one referee i will say who wants to be there to become rich or to become corrupt or to influence the results none of them they were all of them really good people but some are better than others and there's a reason why the ones that go to the olympics go through an immense scrutiny and a lot of training and they are the best and then you have others that unfortunately are not the best and they still get invited to the tournament and by at that time we should at least have the re tournament referee chairmans decide that okay you are not allowed to be in this area or you are not allowed to coach the to be a referee for the seniors you should only be technical assistant writing down in the paper or doing inspection desk i will allow you to maybe get, be a corner judge but never a center never a video replay jury but no you're old and you're not very good as a referee i'll put you in the review jury because you don't have to do anything and you will not influence the match wrong you will influence the match corner judges that don't press or press wrong or even award two points for one punch they influence the result and that's something that should be done we really need uh, to make the referee class more professional better paid better supported maybe by updating the system so that we don't need so many referees because we do have all the tools the referee chairwoman is amazing person that really knows what she's doing and all the continental referee chairmen and all the national countries referee chairmen they're doing an amazing job most of the referees want to do an amazing job but they need to be trained the same way if i want to be f1 uh, car race driver uh, I have to be go through immense uh, qualification theory and training, not just taking a driver's license. And that's the the same thing with the referees right now. Yeah, that's what I said in one of the last uh, episodes. Uh, get rid of the corner judges. I mean, then you have less referees and you could put up uh, on the quality. Definitely. Yeah, well, I guess it all goes back to technology. Fix the helmets. Fix the vests fix the system that the uh, turning kicks and the punches are awarded more or less automatically so i uh, hope the ones who are listening get some ideas out of this we will still be here we will be working to, to share the news and to talk about these things and i hope that taekwondo gets better and better and i don't go into the social media writing old school was better because old school wasn't better but the new rules are definitely a little uglier than before that's true thank you peter It was a pleasure being here with you and with everyone who is listening out there. This was a Taekwondo podcast. If you haven't already, listen to our other episodes that are available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are releasing new episodes every Tuesday. Stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review and share it with your friends. See you next time. You've been listening to the Taekwondo podcast, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Your host, Coach Cesar Valentim, has almost 20 years of experience with high-performance Taekwondo and has worked all around the world as a Taekwondo trainer. Peter Nessler has been teaching Taekwondo for more than 20 years, and he's currently one of the top referees in Europe. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Taekwondo Podcast, on Facebook at Taekwondo Cast, and the website, TaekwondoPodcast.com. See you next time. 